Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 57. In this episode, I speak with comedian, actor, and entrepreneur, Josh Pimentel. I met Josh through the Playhouse West acting community here in Los Angeles, and it was great to sit down with him because we haven't seen each other in a few years, so it was just honestly awesome to be with him and catch up. He told some great stories. He's hilarious, uh, and I really enjoyed uh, some of his insights that he shared with us during this conversation. The book of the episode is actually going to be a book Josh recommended to me called The Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell. I know I've made this book of the episode before, but I thought it was only fitting to make it again because Josh highly recommends it. I know he really likes this book, and I really like it too. Joseph Campbell, uh, he has the concept, The Hero's Journey. He's written The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And in The Power of Myth, he breaks down a lot of religions in the world and their origins and starts putting some pieces of the puzzle together. And you can see why some things may be the way they are. So I really liked it. Again, it's The Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell. And be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you want to watch us on YouTube, subscribe at youtube.com slash at the Sam Dever podcast. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Josh. Josh Pimentel, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm glad to be here. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, I think I'm just using this as an excuse to catch up with people now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, man. Because I remember, no, I... When I first started this project, like I, mean, I still have it, like these people I want to tell you, you were on that list and it's just a matter of coordinating and setting it up and doing it. And now that we're again, shout out to Eric Sarich doing it with him running all the film and audio production. I, I'm glad we waited until now to do it. Yeah, I think I've seen a clip of like a newer clip of yours and it just looked like professionally done. So I was like, oh shit, this is like a big deal. that. <laughs> So yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know how big, like, or who's like watching or whatever. So I was like, I don't know what I should be saying, what I shouldn't be saying here. Cause if you don't say, I'm just going to talk normal, <laughs> which, yeah, I don't know if I should. So honestly, it's, it's an open space. It's a safe space. So okay. we're just going to let it rip. All right. Well, I reserve the right to change my mind on like anything I say future wise. So <laughs> before you know, come out, someone's going to clip something from this. Mash it all up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just gonna, I don't know who would make me look bad too, but yeah, I don't know. I guess people would misinterpret maybe, but anyway, I'm not worried about it if you're not worried about it. So no, right, not at all. And you know, to take it back, we met at Playhouse, Playhouse West. Yeah. As I've met many of people out here, but yeah, no, I remember, I remember seeing you, you were in Joselito's, uh one act hero, right? The boxing one. Oh, yeah, like very briefly, yeah. Yeah, but I remember seeing you in that and something else, but then I was in class with all you guys there, with Grayson, with you, Enrique. Yeah. That yeah, whole yeah, crew, yeah. so that that was cool. And that's really like how I stem meeting you, and then from there, you know, just having conversations outside of class on various topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is like kind of fitting for you, actually, because... Yeah. Like talking to you normal always, it didn't feel like an interview, but it was almost like you had something really important to say. You know, I was like, yo, are you hungry, man? You want to grab, like, grab a burrito? You're like, I often ponder about what I want to eat. It, like, it just feels deep for no reason. Like, are you hungry? Like, what are you doing? But yeah, you like had this. That's a good observation. <laughs> yeah. no, you're exactly right about that. Yeah, it's very like all like very deep thought. You're like, what's going on right now? Like, I just said, what's up, man? What's going on? Yeah. I have a confession. Because now you reminded me of something. And I, 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 
This is going to sound weird. Yeah. But I felt bad about this. So after we did the Spoon River Showcase, that was the first showcase Wolf's in Wolf's Wednesday advanced class. One of the days was my birthday. And you had said, where are we going out to eat tonight? And in my mind, it's like, well, I got to do this at this time and this at this time. And I got to go do this. So I don't have time to eat. That reminded me. So you're exactly right. In a different light, I should have recognized and been present. Like, hey, man, he's just trying to gather people. We can all go out to eat for your birthday. Oh, yeah, man. It's nothing like super terrible. I'm just like messing around. Because no. <laughs> like, how you're like very like no, proper with the way everything. you talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always very like, yes. And you know, I was thinking about that. You're like, all right, <laughs> just go ahead and say whatever it is you want to say. But um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I guess it feels like you're just like falling into this, I guess. That's a, that's actually a great, no, it just feels right, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. it just feels, I was we, I was talking to Eric about this before we start. Like, as crazy and busy as life gets, and I'm sure, and we'll get into you, everything you do, there's probably times where you're like, man. Why am I doing this? You know, this is taking so much work. But then when you're actually like, even sitting right here with you in this moment when we're rolling, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I love doing this. This, this feels like I should be doing this. Yeah, man. If it's, yeah, if you get some kind of joy out of it, yeah. what's wrong with it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's not hurting anybody else. Yeah. Guess, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, just like I said, this seems like something you would be doing. So to see you doing it is kind of cool. You know? Thank you. And thank, yeah. and thank you for your support, man. I know during my leg injury and during COVID, we have, this is our first time seeing each other face to face, but you've sent supportive things. We've, we've shared books. Yeah. 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 Uh, stuff like that. And I'm real curious to get into what everything you got going on, man. So like catch yeah. me up. <laughs> I mean, from, I mean, a lot happened. I don't know if you want to go through like happier, not so happy stuff. Um, but whatever, yeah, I do whatever remember, you want to talk about. I remember the leg injury. Um, and I was like, you got, I could tell you were getting you were posting a lot of different books you were reading. And then I was like, I'll recommend you a couple that yeah. I thought were really good and poignant, really helped me out. Mm. And then uh, it did seem pretty funny because I think I talked to you on the phone one time after that. And you, were, I was like, are you turning into one of those people who every conversation is a super deep conversation? He's like, yes, I am. Like, everything <laughs> is like about life and what we're doing on this planet and how we feel about it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll work through that. I like, dude, I was just seeing if you wanted to get lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Just say what's up again. You're like, you know, I often think about lunch. You just go back yeah. to it. Do we even need it? Like, really? Is it? Do we? Do we? Does society just create lunch? Yes. Like, the universe has conspired for me to have the lunch I'm at. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad you got into that stuff. And yeah, thank you. Um, and thank you for the recommendations. I'm gonna make one of your recommendations book of the episode. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I put it on. Uh, well, I need to clean up the whole Instagram thing, but I put a list of books on there. I think I, it's pretty much at least some of the books that I recommended to you. And those are just the books that helped me like kind of get my mind right a little bit when I was going through my thing when I was younger. Uh, so I just recommend it to other people. Usually like they, they get a lot out of it if they read it. And if not, then, you know, I mean, it's not like it's going to hurt them, but. Yeah. Do you read a lot now? I mean, do you like read consistently like each week, each month or it comes in phases? Uh, it comes in phases. Like for that stuff, I just got really into it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how my personality is. Like if I like something a lot, I'll just keep doing it like nonstop. So I did like jujitsu when I did jujitsu and MMA and Muay Thai and all that stuff. I did it for probably like two and a half years. Wow. I would go like four or five times a week. Um, and I would, sometimes I do doubles and like, that's all I wanted to do. So when I had going through that, reading those books, I was just knocking them out over and over and over and, uh, just going through them. And a lot of them, there's some of them that were like, this is like after a while reading those books, 
like the newer books are almost just they're just rehashing old books so you're 100%. like oh you're like saying the same thing like in these other ones so yeah. i'm like all right well i already felt felt like i read enough that these new books are just rehashing it so i was like all right I'm, i think i'm good i get it that's very interesting you said oh here i go again yeah <laughs> It's your thing. It's all good. No, that's my thing. You're right. No, it's your thing. But, you know, <laughs> it made y'all self-conscious. Like, I don't no, want to. But no, it's a great it. observation on your end. But no, you're you're exactly. It's so crazy you say that because I just was talking to someone about that. Like, And you're right because someone said if you want to read books, read all the older ones. Because yeah. a lot of books today are mainly just for profit, marketed really well. And yeah, exactly. They're just taking pieces of all the old ones and yeah. it's the same stuff. Like at like, this point, you probably read enough to just hash it all together and call it your book. You know, I was just say, oh, this is my thought on it, which yeah. I mean, I guess kind of would be val valid because you're, this is my interpretation of what these things mean to me and how I interpreted them. Um, but yeah, again, at the end of the day, it's just rehashing. So yeah. But yeah, and I feel like I've overread some time, like same thing where you do, like, I'll, I'll, oh, well, let me get another book on this area of spirituality or whatever it is. And I'm just like, oh, well, this is, yeah, I kind of already know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. And like after you're going through it, you're like, okay, I didn't have to read that book, but uh, let me do one more. All right. I didn't have to read. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'll move on to something else now. Is there like, you don't have to say it's your favorite book, but is there one book that just sticks out in your mind? Like that was, that was a game changer. Um... As far as just anything, maybe changed your perspective on something, inspired you. I don't know. Maybe like when I was a kid, I read Great Expectations and I just really enjoyed the book. Hmm. It's kind of sad. I was a little emo at the time. So I was like, yeah, this is, I, I like this book. It's really hit me right. <laughs> but I guess first, like my mind, the Joseph Campbell books mm -hmm. that like helped me figure out a lot of different things mm -hmm. and how to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I always recommend those books. I think those are some of the books that I recommended you. So yeah, you did. Yeah, that was the reason. Those are probably like the strongest books. The Bhagavad Gita was really good. I remember reading that and I was like, okay, that's pretty powerful. Phenomenal yeah. book. So, um, and for like just enjoyment, I read the Confederates, the Confederacy of Dunces. Hmm. It's a funny book. It's like really, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but if, yeah, if you want to laugh and about some nonsense, I would recommend that book. Um, and I don't know. I like not. I guess that's good. Good enough. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. a good start. Now the Bhagavad Gita, man. Like, that's what. Yeah. Other Eric, Eric Charles Jorgensen. We both read that one simultaneously, and like every day we'd go, "Dude, did you read?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've read that just because I heard a quote. They're actually making a movie on it. Really? Uh, the not the Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita, but the reason I even read that. I listened to a quote from uh, Oppenheimer huh. when he set off the atomic bomb, and he was like, "I he quoted it." Like he's like looking very sullen into the camera and he's just like, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. And like just the whole tone of everything, what he just realized he did, you know, he worked so hard to get this thing to work and then he figured it out and then he just seen what it's going to do and what it's going to do to the world. And he's like, holy shit. And then he says that. And I was like, I want to know what the hell that's from. So that's how I got to it. I looked it up, looked up the quote, found the book, read the book. Whoa. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started down that path. Just randomly like that. Wow. And, and yeah, and uh, that specific part of the book, I don't know if this is where the quote, that part where, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, my name's, Ar there's Arjuna and, um, wow, I totally blanked. Just revealing. Yeah, but he reveals himself. Yeah, like and he's he's everything. He's the good, he's the bad, he's the, and it's just like, and he's just, the minds are blown. 
Um, but I know what I know what part that's from. That's that part gave me chills when I read that. Yeah, it's intense. It's very intense. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. I, I haven't read it in a long time. Um, I might just go back just for that part, just to go read that part again. Uh, but yeah, I guess long answer to your question, those books. What about you? You've done a ton of reading. Yeah, I, I think I told you about the Anthony DeMello Awareness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that one. I talk about that one a lot. Um, DeMello. Wow, where to begin? Uh, Anthony DeMello Awareness and anything else he's written. Um, really good novel you might like. Uh, the Overstory. Okay. It's really good. Um Man, it's like I have a thousand books and now it's like I'm trying to pick you can't the best five. <laughs> Bhagavad Gita is definitely up there for me. Um, hmm. I'm reading right now Last Temptation of Christ. That one. Have you ever seen that movie? It's with uh, William Defoe and Martin Scorsese directed. It was very controversial. Back when the movie came out, like all the religious groups were in an uproar about it. Yeah. Because it's basically, it basically shows what were to happen if Jesus would have not been crucified. He would start a life with Mary Magdalene and got yeah. married and had kids and all that. And it's it's crazy. And the book, the written version is even crazier. Yeah. Okay. So, that sounds interesting. And, and what it does did for me, it, like it portrays what Jesus realistically would have been like as a man. And it shows him really struggling. Like he just wasn't this, like, I know everything. I'm so holy. Like, no, this this was like a man who didn't know who he was. Cause the Jesus story really doesn't pick up till he's 30. Yeah. And he yeah, yeah. did the three what? years of the whatever. So that's it, that's where the book starts, is him leading up to that 30 mark oh, okay. and what he's going through. And he's like a cross maker because he was a carpenter. Yeah. So he's building not to give too much of the book away, but in the opening of the book. He's building crosses and a, a false prophet's getting crucified and people are spitting on him and condemning him. And then at the end of the chapter, a woman comes up uh, to his mom, Mary, and is like, I hope you get to experience what it's like for your son to be crucified. So it just like sends you on this journey. Like, I, I really like books like that, like especially I know I got more and more into Jesus not from like a really religious standpoint, but more of like when I really started. So I guess I had to throw like the New Testament in there. Yeah, I started yeah. reading that more closer and taking the religion part out of it. And like, let's actually see what's being said. And so many similarities to like the Bhagavad Gita. And you start to realize that everyone's kind of saying the same thing in a way. Yeah. You know, but all these religious groups have turned it into their agendas and their politics. Yeah, no, just when, when I heard you say, I got really into Jesus. I was like, oh, shit, are you going to try and convert me right now? <laughs> it's never like really good when you hear somebody say, yeah, I got really into Jesus lately. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Santa Monica Pier yesterday and there was people literally with megaphones screaming at people saying you're going to hell. Yeah, yeah, it's always um, fun. So, yeah, I, I know yeah. I, I wasn't, I meant more like Jesus, like, uh, <laughs> What he said and what he yeah, stood Yeah, no, for. no, I got it. I just, the, yeah. when you initially said it, I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, he's like, hey, Sam, I told you I had an hour. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. uh, I got to go. Well, I had somebody, <laughs> maybe like a month or so, he was, he, same deal. Well, not the same deal, but for yeah. him, he had just gotten into Jesus and he was all about it. And his thing was like, I need to convert people. Yep. And so I'm having, I'm trying to have a conversation um, with him, but he just keeps like, 
turning it back to Jesus. And I was in line with this guy, so I had to sit next, like stand next to him for a minute. Was this a friend or like? There's some guy, some, some guy. guy. I was doing a, I was doing a show, and he, we were just in line together. And he just started talking. I was like, okay, you know, like we can have a conversation real quick. And he just kept turning the conversation to be like, yeah, you should come to church with me, man. You should come. I was like, yeah, yeah, or maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not against it. I'd been to like a Christian church before. It was fun. Yeah. It was like a concert. I was like, what the hell, man? I was like, I grew up Catholic. It's so boring. Uh, but uh, yeah, they went. And in LA, it's like legitimate, um, like musicians and stuff. And the pastor's like oh, really yeah. good. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. But I was like, uh, you know. I don't need to do this all the time. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So when I heard that, that's just made me think of that guy who tried to, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to have to like try to get away from this, the whole conversation. But uh, yeah, anyway, man, my bad tangent. No, no. When like, you know, Jesus, Buddha, like all those guys, like, it's like, man, they're all, a lot of them just preaching the same tune. Yeah. You know, a lot of it. But anyway, I could talk for two hours on that whole, like you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so your background, are you from San Diego? Do I have that? Do I remember? No. Okay. I was no. completely off. Uh, I was born in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, but oh. I moved to uh, you know, well, Morongo. I grew up on the reservation out there. Where's that? Um, it's down towards Palm Springs. I just went to Joshua Tree this past week. Okay. So you probably that seen like casino those, and all that. Yeah. You've seen that? It's over to the side in the back. So uh, that thing wasn't even there when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. That thing wasn't there. Uh, I, I moved there since before I can remember. So from when I was a baby up until like, essentially I came out here. So wow. uh, not that long ago. Uh, and when I was a kid, it was just like, there was dirt roads and, you know, it was just very kind of empty-ish for the most part because the population wasn't super high. Um, and yeah, so that's where I'm from. That's where I grew up. And then I ended up out here because I was just like, I want something new. Um, and everybody from like all over the world comes here. So I was like, oh, let me see what it's about. And then I've just been here for a while now. How long have you been here? Like, uh, like... Uh, I would say probably like five years. Oh, okay. I mean, two of them were kind of wasted, but I mean, COVID, we're like, nothing oh, was going yeah. on. Yeah, well, I've yeah, been yeah. here the same amount of time than you have, it sounds like. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's, a, I don't know. I'm not totally sure. But around that time, around maybe five, time. six, maybe. So you grew up, what was it like growing up on the reservation? Mm. It was like a rural, it's, I have to try so hard to say that word right, rural. <laughs> uh, it was like a, that kind of way of living. Um, and you, when people ask me, I kind of like mess with them a little bit sometimes. Because like I kind of know what they want to hear. It's like, what was that like? It's like, oh, you know, we just like running around finding arrowheads and when we got hungry we went to go have buffalo and we didn't have like phones so we just sent smoke signals it's like for real like no man not, not at all um but yeah it was like for me it's normal i can't really it's hard for me to think about the differences of what it would be like growing up in a city or something because i didn't have that um but i do remember like coming to a city and seeing people like pushing dogs and baby carriages and stuff and like walking their kids with leashes. They're like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, why are they doing this? It's like, okay, there's definitely differences. Um, and like different things like status and like what people look to gain and get and what they want out of life, I guess. Um, so yeah, those kind of differences, but out on the res it's, I guess it's like a little bit more, I don't want to say simpler, but simpler. Like people are just like, all right, well, we're here. And we're going to do whatever it is to make a living and probably have a family and just kind of go that route. 
Okay. Do you go back often or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go back all the time. I have family that lives out there. Uh, and then I just stop in and I go visit. I check on like property and stuff like that. Okay. And, and the, um, like when you're out there, do you work, do people only work on the reservation or do they go work other places and come back? I guess what I'm trying to say is there like its own economy there. Um, well they have, they have the casino there. Yeah. So, uh, the actual members really don't have to work if they don't want to. Um, but the ones that do, yeah, they come on and off. They go wherever. No, I know people who do. They they leave to go do whatever it is that they want to do. If they want to go to school, uh, if they have a job that's just taking them somewhere else, whatever that job might be. Um, and there are like there are non-Indians who live out there too. Are I don't want to say Indians actually, Native Americans. Um, but yeah, there there's it's not just like us out there. Like when I was a kid, there was a big uh, Asian community there. Uh, they had like their own area actually. Uh, it's not like, I don't think it was like forced or anything. They just were with each other. Um, and yeah, I don't know. A lot of people would come out there. A lot of actually, when I was younger, like there was nothing keeping anybody in and out. So like a lot of people would come out there and do like a lot of wild stuff, like gang members would do X, Y, Z. There'd be people dumped off there, but now like they have guard shacks. It's a little bit more secure. Mm -hmm. So not just anybody can just come flying in there. There used to be like people that would, uh, if they were running from the cops, they would drive out there because the cops aren't really allowed to be out there. They just the sheriffs. Yeah. yeah, just the sheriffs. So that's why people go out there and do crime because only if there's any cops out there, it might be a couple sheriffs only. So there's less risk of them getting in trouble or getting caught doing whatever it is they're trying to do. So that was the reason for like them putting up security for people not to come in and try and do that anymore. Mm. I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of places have that, but where I grew up, they do now. And what type of I I don't know if you know the exact number, but population wise, like how many people? Like 10, I don't 000, know, ten thousand? No, no, not even that. No, smaller than smaller that, than that. Yeah. yeah, it's really uh, not a ton of people. Like if you live out there long enough, you're gonna know everybody out there. And did you come to? Did you ever visit LA growing up, or did no, you just well, point blank come to LA? And never had been. I think I had been out here a few times, like, you know, for like in my teens to do like concerts or mm -hmm. a sports event or something like that. The beach. But mm -hmm. I never really spent like real time just around the city. Right. Um, maybe like Hollywood Boulevard or something like very touristy stuff, like just something you would just come in for the day and then leave and do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just decided to come out here. I was like, OK, well, let me just I want to do that. Uh, and then I started making trips out here just to see the different neighborhoods that I liked. And... Yeah, and then after that, like not too long after that, I just picked a spot and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go." I'm gonna live here. And yeah. Then, what led you to uh, Playhouse West and the acting school? Uh, I guess a friend. Yeah, because I was in a like transition area. Like I said earlier, when I get into something, I just get really into yeah. it, right? So I was in a transition where I was switching. I just kind of finished up something I was doing, and I was like, "All right, well, I kind of want to find something new." And um. My friend had been telling me to do this for years. He's like, you should do it. Uh, you should go do acting. I think you'd be really good at it, this and the other. And when I was a kid on the res, like acting or modeling or anything like that, like that wasn't even a thought. Like I wouldn't even, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was probably like 17 and this guy, he's like a photographer or something. I don't really know. I didn't really give him a chance to tell me, but he was like, he off, he was like, you should be a model. I could take pictures. And in my head, 
right? This is not a thing we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not thinking about any of that. Yeah. I thought he was a creep. So I like, treated him like one. And I wasn't like, I wasn't nice about it either. I was like, you need to get the fuck away from me right now, dude. And uh, he's like, all right. No, I was like, go. Like, I was like, not messing around. And um, it just, my girlfriend was like, chill out. Man. What's wrong with you? I was like, dude, he's a fucking creep, man. She's like, no, he's just asking us like, yeah, that's creep shit. Um, so like, that wasn't a thought in my head to even do. So when I got out here, the idea of even doing it was just like, oh, I'll just try it out. It'll, it might be fun. It might not be. And Playhouse West, I heard was like, I wanted it to feel real. Like I wanted, like the whole point was like to have an experience with it. Um, and so that's how I ended up there. Cause that, you know, Meisner is supposed to be that route. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I went and like, it just did horribly. You know what I mean? I did so bad. And I was just like, I couldn't, when I got up there, I was like so nervous and I couldn't think. And I just hated that feeling. And I was like, I have to keep coming back here until I don't feel like that. And it kind of took way too long. <laughs> I felt like just, I couldn't get over the anxiety for whatever reason. Um, but you know, after a while, you do get over it. And then it just became one of those things where I got into and I was like, yeah, this, the moments that I had where I wasn't thinking about anything else besides this just made up thing that we're doing. And then I completely ignore everybody in the audience or whatever it is. That was like really fun for me. I enjoyed that a lot. That's why I kind of was like, kept going back. It was almost just for the fun of it. Like, yes, I'm learning something out of it. I'm getting something, I'm getting better at this, but it's, I was like, I was just having fun with it. So I was like, that was my main reason for like staying with it. Hmm. So you're getting, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like you're getting, it's helping your humanity. Like, yeah, yeah, you're becoming a better actor if you want to use it for acting things. But I mean, just everyday life, I thought it was hugely beneficial. I think like one of the biggest things that uh, we get, well, that I got out of it that I wasn't even expecting to get out of it was being able to read people's face. Like, cause we just did that for like so much. Like, what is it? Call out there, call out whatever it is. And we just kept doing it over and over and over and over. And it was so annoying at the time. Cause I was like, man, this is boring, man. Like, can we start doing something else? But like- you got a black shirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that, I used to think it's like so boring. But now like in hindsight, that's like one of the most valuable things I felt like I even got out of that mm. at all. So um. Yeah, again, a long-winded answer. Yeah, but, yeah. no, it's it's because yeah, I came in. Yeah, I, when I got to your advanced class, you had already been there a little while because you went there for like three years, I think, right? Like, like I'm not even sure. I like I yeah, it's all something. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like yeah, I'm probably around that. <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, I think like, you had told me like yeah, no, I've been I've been here for like three years or something like that. It might have been it might have been two and a half. Yeah, maybe, maybe two three. and a half. Yeah, okay. but somewhere around there it wasn't like you're not too far off. How did you end up there? Were you already? Oh, you can answer, but yeah, I, um, so I was in Vegas, I was doing acting in Vegas and my brother and I, because he was coming out here for work all the time and I, I was just turning 30 and I was at that point where Vegas was cool. It was real cool. I used to think LA all the time, but I kind of let it go when I got to Vegas and got network there and I'm like, well, why would I ever leave here? But then like something was just telling me like, man. California. Like I, I, I never really been out there. Even when I lived in Vegas, I never really came out here. And, uh, I'm like, man, if I'm ever going to do it, like I'm 30 now, I, now I still have that window to like, let's go try a bunch of stuff. And, uh, so the job said you can transfer out there. My brother's like, I'll move out there. We can get a place together, which helps come into a city like this. And 
my acting teacher in Vegas, shout out to Daryl Morris. He lives and breathes and preaches Playhouse West. Every single acting class in Las Vegas, he would talk about Playhouse West and how it's the best, how if you're ever in L.A., you should go there. And when I told him I was going to uh, L.A., he's like, he just looked at me, he's like, you know, you're going to Playhouse West, right? (laughs) I said, well, yeah, that's part of the plan. And so I knew about this place ahead of time, which was a huge help because I'm I'm sure you did, too. I met people who searched for it for years. And really, yeah, they said, man, I for five years, I've been going to different schools and this that, and the other. And I mean, I came to Playhouse and just met so many people, such as everyone in this room, like instantly. Like, yeah. It's just, and for me, it's really been just a great networking community to be in. So that I knew about it ahead of time coming out here. I had no idea anything about it. Like I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But I had someone that was pushing me to like, you need to do this. Oh, that's really cool. You had some guidance. Guidance. Yeah, I just Absolutely. randomly did it. I was like, let me Google something. You just ran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said people search for for five years. I was like, yeah, I spent like 30 minutes maybe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, that's kind of close. This to- looks cool. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's kind of close to where I live or whatever. Like, <laughs> Just give it go. Yeah. I relate to you because, uh, man, I tell people when I was in beginning for that six months, it was, for me, it was a struggle. Beginning was the hardest for me. I it took me so long to get out of my head to uh the the I mean when it got to the hard uh uh doors and activities, the deep meaning, like everything was fine leading up to deep meaning. And then when they're like, so why'd you come to the door? Yeah. <laughs> or what are you doing in your activity? And I was like, oh well, you know. <laughs> yeah. That makes me think that one of the like real struggles I had in there was because I had I was coming off of like this. I got like super into psychedelics and I was even going to like, op- I like, I wanted to open it with something to where people can come and do that. Be super illegal here. So I was going to do it in Mexico. But then I was like, I can't own any real land there because I'm not a citizen. So I was like, well, I'm not going to like build something there. And then just like, I have no control over it or anything. It's like, ah, eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, it was really hard for me to get mad at things. Cause I'm very just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like whatever you like, if somebody's saying something slick to me, like, what do I, why do I care? I'm not going to see, I probably will never see you again in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of that where I'm just like, I just don't, whatever. Like, this is probably about you anyway, whatever attitude you're giving me. I don't know what happened in your day. I don't care. So when I was in there and he's like, you need to get angry right now. This should be affecting you. I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't care. That was the same thing with me. Same exact thing with me. Yeah. Because, yeah, you go on these spiritual quests and journeys, and we'll have to talk more about your potential psychedelic operation. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's a whole other thing we could talk about right there. <laughs> but, uh, I, um, yeah, like that was the part I struggled with, too, because I'm like, oh, well, that that's, I, you know, like the Four Agreements book, Take Nothing Personally. This yeah. was the opposite of that. They're like, yes, you need yes, to act yes. like a little kid. So I had to, like, redo all the work I had done, I had to undo Yeah, <laughs> for that environment. It, it kind of makes you into a crazy person a little bit because you have to take everything personally. So you're like, you, it's almost like you're snapping at everything. Like, would you just, what was that? Like, what was that look you just gave me? Like I, the way you said it, you know what I mean? And like, it, again, I get so caught up in it. I remember the girl, I had the girlfriend I had, she's like, you're such a bitch now, man. You get mad at everything. You know, I was like, my, I was like, all right. 
You were um, so zen when I met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like super chill. And then like like a few months later, I'm like crying about like just complaining about everything. Like just the way you looked at me. Like what? Like, stuff you don't I even care. Yeah, the stuff I shouldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I shouldn't even care about this. Yeah, you should care more. I don't know. But you get it. Like, but yeah, it just oh, yeah. makes you like a crazy person a little bit. And you're like, all right, well, I have to figure out how to turn that off too. So. Yeah. And I think that was the key for the technique. Like Meisner coming up with it. Like, look. We have to live normal lives outside of this. This is a way to live truthfully under these imaginary circumstances. Right, right. But right. it is a balance to be able to learn how to. All right, you got to turn it off because I'm sure as you you know after some activities or scenes, like you're you're still there. Yeah, even <laughs> in the bit. beginning, like I was like, oh, I want to do like some sad stories, and then I was like, after I did a few, I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was like, I'm bummed. I had a headache all the time from like on the brink of like crying for no like I'm not even sad in actual life, but like I'm dealing with these emotions for no reason. It's like this is what am I doing to myself? It's like so, let me just find something that's like funny, maybe or yeah. So like after a minute, I was like, I'm good on the sad stuff. Like I don't. When I watch horror movies and stuff where the characters like really depressed and sad and crying the whole time, I was like, this probably sucks really bad for them. Like this probably this this you know project was probably not fun at all for them. Oh yeah, like when you see those actors put themselves through certain things, like that had to have been torture. Or yeah, just even their character is yeah. just like a very down person who's crying the whole movie or the show or whatever it is, and you're like, Yeah, that's probably not fun. It's yeah. Probably not that, it's probably not that fun to do that. Yeah. Well, so now you're doing lots of comedy. Yeah, I do. So what led you what what led you there? Um it, I mean partly it's something that I've like always respected and wanted to do but was just like too afraid to do it. Like I always respected like comedians for being able to take like a dark or sad a subject and make people laugh at it. So I was like maybe I was like but even then I was just like I'm a fan of this. I'm still scared. I'm like I'm not really even funny like that. Like I might make some friends laugh sometimes but like getting on stage and like trying to crack a joke no, like this is not going to go well, even though I had already sort of written some stuff. I like, oh, this would be funny. And then uh, it's like, I guess it's a long story. Like I, I adopted my nephew mm -hmm. and when he came to live with me, he was horrible at telling stories that he thought were funny. Like he would tell this. No, I'm not even going to say this story. Gonna say this. <laughs> but he would just tell like these really long, drawn out stories where he thought was really funny. I was like, I need to show you how to be funny. And he was saying some real like non for living in L.A. because he was living in, he was living in Montana mm -hmm. and he was hanging out with like some like hoodlum white kids who I like to believe would joke a lot racially. I'm just going to say they were joking racially. So when he came down here, he was saying some wild stuff. And I was like, you got to that's not going to go here. Can't do that. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, you, I see you're trying to be funny, but you don't know how to do it. Maybe I'll just go learn like the um, the structure of being funny. It just gave me an excuse to go do it. And so I took like a class. And I was like, okay, cool. I learned the structure and everything. And then I wrote some jokes. I took the notes that I had before those that I'd never done anything with. And I was like, these are entirely, I'm like telling like a novel essentially in every joke that I'd written before. And they're like, yeah, that's not going to work. And you got to make them laugh way faster than that. So I kind of learned it. Um, I did my first show after like a month, super nervous, like very scared. I was like, man, they're like, I'm going to get up there. They're not going to laugh at any of this stuff. And then I got up there and they started laughing. So I was like, oh, this is really nice. This is really fun. And after the first show, I was just kind of on a high a little bit. I was super nervous still. Like I was like really still terrified to be up there just even doing that. Um, but yeah, after the first time doing it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I like this. This was fun. And it's, it's really like instant gratification too. Because you're like, oh, I just wrote something. 
I'm going to tell it on stage and I'm just going to make it's it's like you're just figuring out the secrets or the tricks to make people giggle. I don't know, like just to say something stupid or take a dark, even taking dark subjects and making them funny. So that's how I started. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just I took a class <clears throat> under like the sort of pretenses that I'm going to teach my nephew how to do this. And I was like, Mark, I told him my nephew's name is Mark. I was like, do you want to come to a class and do this? Like, no, nah, I don't give, I don't care about that. I was like, all right, well, it's <laughs> kind of a waste of time a little bit. But I was like, for me, it's like, all right, this is what I do now. It's like the main thing I enjoy doing. So he was like the muse or the catalyst that yeah. got you into it. Yeah, he was like sort of the push to like go do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always wanted to, but he was like the push to do it. Yeah, and I've said this once. I'll say it again. I I think I personally think comedy's the hardest art form, arguably, because you because like with acting or paintings or anything. You can interpret it however you want, but with comedy, it's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> There's one reaction you're really trying to get. You're trying to get people to laugh. Yeah, yeah, Or think yeah. it's funny. I mean, is that fair to say? I mean, is that... Yeah, you're trying to get people to laugh, generally. Yeah. I mean, some people want to get people to think. It just depends That's on, true. on the type of comedy, I guess. There's different types, but like, yeah, the ideal is you're getting people to laugh. It's not just like a TED Talk. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I guess that would be more of a one-man show where you're just trying to get your point across and maybe you'll say a couple funny things. Like a things. thought piece of some kind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with comedy, but yeah, the, that's the goal to get people to laugh. And you probably, you don't, it's not required, but generally from what I'm trying to do, I try to take truth out of my life in some way or another, like whether I believe it or, or it's happened to me or something, and then try to make that funny and kind of... It's almost like a, I'm letting people get to know me a little bit through these jokes, even though they're kind of skewed and like it's a weird way to get to know somebody. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's it. And I guess I, I forgot what the question was, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept talking. I know. So it's there. Is it therapeutic? Is it therapeutic for you in a way? Uh, sometimes. Like I'm literally thinking I, I'm literally just trying to backtrack old things that happened to me that I've sort of normalized in my head. And being like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing that not everybody has experienced or they didn't go through this or they just might think it's funny or interesting. Um, <clears throat> like whatever little stories. I'm trying to actually make it a little bit more sillier and goofier now because like oh, I had a lot of jokes that were just very dark. And so like people could take dark jokes, but if you're like knocking them over the head over and over with them, after a minute, you're like, all right, dude, can you like, yeah. <laughs> can you lighten this up a little bit? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So right now I'm focusing a lot on the stereotypes and like tropes uh, from Native Americans mm. and uh, trying to put them in jokes. So what do you mean by tropes? Like just like stereotypes and like things that people believe about natives and, mm. um, you know, that aren't necessarily true or they're they're just been per perpetuated for so long. It's like a lot of people don't even one. They don't even think like we're still around at all. Uh, and then two, they think in their head, they just have like this, almost like this, you know how they're doing Avatar, like we're running around in loin or this magical kind of thing to us, like, oh, that's what they were like. And they're not really around like that anymore. But and it's like, no, dude, we're like, we're people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is what, how we live. This mm -hmm. is what we do. Um, and I guess it's almost like teaching sometimes. Yeah. That, and I guess, so it's almost like, it's a platform for you to educate. Yeah. 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 Even though I'm just, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you're a voice, you're a voice for that community. Right. Yes, you know that's I mean? true. Like, and then I, I'm trying to like point out 
that these things are not true. And I'm being a sarcastic ass about it for the most part. But um, yeah, 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 I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like kind of dispel it a little bit while at the same time poking fun of it. Mm. Yeah. And and pardon my ignorance. Like I'm just curious, like um trying to think how I want to ask. Like, like I don't want this to come off the wrong way. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, man. But it's like, fine. well, no, I, I I'm genuine curiosity, like, because I have seen you post some things. I, I do now that we're talking about you have posted like some awareness of um Native Americans in this country. Like what what's your take on it? Like how is I guess because you're right, that is kind of the un, kind of people, I don't know, forgets the right word or don't, they neglect. Um, how do you think it's being handled? Like, uh, I mean, I guess like everything else is like getting a little bit better as things go on. Uh, I don't know, like some of the holidays are kind of funny. You know, Columbus Day is always a funny one. Right. Like, all right. I think LA, LA did ditch that one. I think. Yeah, LA did. But, you know, that was just fairly recently. Yeah. It's like within what, the last four years? Oh, no, maybe five, six years now. Um, and like Thanksgiving's funny, too. And just the way you hear. Like, it's really just what people are taught, right? Yeah. And so you just have to hear what other people are like perpetuating. Not really like on purpose. That's just the only thing they're getting taught. And uh like I'm probably gonna write a joke about this at some point, but around um, Thanksgiving, I mean, there was a woman we were talking about. Yeah, it's kind of a weird holiday because you know the attempted genocide and all. And she's like, "What genocide of the turkeys?" And I was like, "It just made me laugh." If she was trying to be funny, that would have made me laugh so much. But she was like dead serious. She's so dead I was serious. like, oh, "Okay." But just that idea is hilarious to me that she's like, "Oh, the turkey. That's so terrible. What happened? They took. What did they take from the turkeys?" You know, and just like. I don't know. In her head, that was priority. The turkeys were over. That's so that's kind of like a representation of how I feel things are looked at. Yeah. You know, just to give you context, like I grew up in a small town, Midwest. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But like, you know, you're taught in your probably with a lot of other even in big city history books is, oh, we came here and, you know, the Native Americans greeted us with open arms and we had, we celebrated and yeah. all that. I'm like, no, when you look further, I don't yeah, think yeah, it yeah. happened that way. It, yeah, they brought the cranberries. It was a really good time, man. Yeah. 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 And so it's, I'll, I'll go off on a totally different <laughs> with this conversation. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's a but dark it's, kind of, it's home. a very, it's very, thank you. It, yes. It's very dark. And, and it's like, to me, I feel like a lot of the real history is just swept under the rug. And it's yeah. like when you start bringing some of this stuff up, you're like, well, you show appreciation for your country. Like, yeah, why would yeah. you say that? Get it's over just, it. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm sure. And, and when you think about it, it's not that long ago. Like when you really put it in context yeah. of time, like we're talking several hundreds of years. Yeah. Really. And, you know, I, I like, you know, I do believe in karma. I do believe in it's like, hey. The way we came into this thing here, ugh. <laughs> yeah, but it's like even recently too, you know what I mean? Like the mascots a certain, like the Indians. And you remember the Indians, the mascot is just a cartoonish character and perpetuating, oh, this is what they're like still, da da da. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they're like, no, it's to celebrate, it's to honor, da da da. It's like the Redskins, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's their name. And then they did change, they did change the Redskins and the Indians. Yeah. Um, And I was just, I was like, that's good, good. Yeah, that's not like it wasn't like I would prefer some other things get better before that. But 
yeah, I guess that that helps because everything is like a lot of imagery with people, what people see and they perceive. So that's good. Um, and I was trying to think of something funny to say with this because <laughs> I was like, just to like to to get people to sort of get how it is because they're like, no, it's to honor or whatever. And I'm like, OK, well, why didn't they change their name to. I don't know, is it the commanders or the guardians or something like that? I was like, they really missed the opportunity. You know, they could, I'm not, I don't even think I should say it. Never mind. <laughs> um, I guess we could potentially take it out, but I was like, um, marker. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, well, I was like, you know what they should have did? They should have changed to honor the people. They should have, they should have renamed the team to the Cracker Jacks in honor of the people in honor of the, uh, of the land that was jacked by crackers. And I was like on opening day, you know, as celebration to how they did it, they can give out free blankets. I was like, I don't know how I would, if I would trust that, but it would be interesting to see. But right, it's insulting. So when people are like, oh, that's not cool. I don't like, it was like, yeah, that's the point. Mm. Yeah. So if you see something- I see what, yeah. It's always like they have, you have to be shown the example towards you to understand it, you know? It's like, yeah, you could hear that somebody's insulting me. If you don't really get why, you don't care. So if you like just throw it back in their face a little bit, you're like, oh, I, I kind of get it. And uh, it always reminds me of this movie called, um, I think it was a, a Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey and Den not Denzel, um, Sam Jackson. Hmm. Uh, it's like it's set in the South. Was that a Netflix movie? No, it's an older movie. Oh, it's an older movie. Okay. Yeah. It I might even have the name wrong. But anyway, the, this movie is set in the South. It's a very racist area. I believe it's Sam Jackson's daughter gets just terrible things happen to her. And then she's 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 killed. And it's hard to get them to convict the people who did it because it's so racist. So Matthew McConaughey is a lawyer. In his like final argument, he's like, I want everybody to close their eyes. And then he goes step by step what happened to this little girl. And at the end, he's like, now I want you to picture this girl white. And that's how they get them to change their minds. They have to see themselves. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be a little bit on the line with what I'm saying right now, but this, maybe this helps you get it. So that's kind of the the thought process for that. Yeah. And actually, I, I know what movie you're talking about now. Like I said, I, or at least that scene yeah. that you're describing. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I, and really, I'm I'm just real curious because I you're the only person I know that has ever grown up on a reservation like that. So yeah, I would think you and correct me if I'm wrong. Like you growing up in that environment, you were exposed and raised in the the traditional culture. So it's it's not a joke or a game to you, like or a novelty like some people might be making it. Like as you're describing with the logos and the yeah, it's weird because you just literally grow up with it your whole life. So in a way, you kind of build a tolerance to it you're just like yeah people are dumb they're gonna say dumb stuff like i'm not why am i gonna it's almost again going back to like stoicism because you're like why am i gonna let that affect me why am i gonna let them like just change my whole dynamic because they're trying to get a reaction out of me or whatever it is or they're just like ignorant and they don't know like yeah it's it's hard i don't know i don't want to say i don't blame them for not knowing but sometimes you're like oh they're just stupid you know what I mean? Or or whatever it is. They never met us, any of us. So they just, whatever they've seen on TV is whatever they think, right? And that's with anybody. Like the other day, somebody asked me what I thought a hick was and I gave an answer and she got mad. I was like, I, well, I don't know any, like, 
You know what I mean? I don't know. So don't get mad at me. You literally just asked me a question. I gave you an answer. Um, you could educate me if you want. I'll listen to you. But don't be upset because I don't know. Hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes when I see that, I'm like, okay. Um, it's just always when it's all insulting. Like they're car- like trying to make it cartoonish. Like ignorance. Like if you look a lo- at a lot of uh, old clips of shows in Hollywood where it represents Native American, it's super insulting, like insanely insulting. And you're like, okay, that's why these people think this because it's just been passed down like that forever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't really get super upset about it just because I go back to like, I don't give, I don't give a shit. No. You know what I mean? I'm not going to worry about what somebody else is saying or thinking unless it's like directly affecting or hurting people, mm-hmm. which, you know, that representation kind of did. So it's good. That's why I'm like, it's good. I I don't have a problem with them changing the names. I'm not like one of those people like, no, you know, I get it. So. Yeah. And again, this is one of the beauties of doing this podcast and catching up with you. I mean, this is, we're talking about something I didn't even expect to to get into, but it's a beautiful thing because I, I do, I think there's a lot of value in what you're doing, like being, on the stage and with the mic and yeah, bringing, cause I've learned so much just talking to you right now about this and just awareness and everything. So I think that's really dope. man. Yeah. I'm actually just trying, I'm actually, I've recently just tried to do a lot of uh, native stuff. So I just like actually put my effort into doing that now. Cause in general, I was, when I was learning, Oh, I'm still learning, mm-hmm. but um, I was just, I was trying to anything that would make somebody laugh. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Now I'm sort of like focusing it a little bit more. Um, finding your niche, finding. Yeah. You know. I don't, I don't want to like pigeonhole myself to just that. Right, I don't want to be right. just like a native comedian, but I want to have that material to make my, like, you know, my people back home laugh at it and be able to like poke fun at it and be okay about it or, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause there's not a whole lot of native comedians really, at least not like to where you're like, Oh, I know this person mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. Like if I asked you to name one right now, you'd be like, I have no idea. Right. So, and that's the case. There's not a whole lot of uh, representation, I guess. I have met native comedians now that I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's always cool to see that. Yeah. 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 And I have to shout out because you asked me about books earlier, Marcus Aurelius Meditations uh, for Stoicism. And also the book I have called The Practicing Stoic. Yeah. Which is like a mix of Marcus Aurelius, Socrates, all those guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm of the similar vein, man, of like, you really realize how much of what we let affect us, we let affect us. <laughs> yeah. The world changes really, not to get too off topic, but the world does change when you realize, oh, I don't have to get mad at that if I don't want to. But speaking of the seriousness of some of the topics, I can see how that would be really hard not to be offended in some Yeah, way. yeah. When you first learn about it, like the actual, you're yeah. like, you get pretty angry. Yeah. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people in college when they just like whatever other ethnicity that they are you know they start learning about real stuff in history and you're like wait what mm-hmm. what happened here and then they become sort of this angry thing and then you have to just like go through that and then be like all right well that was then nothing can really be changed about then so let's try to like i don't know yeah like move forward i guess like try to make things better now mm-hmm. um but yeah not to like make this all super serious but right. yeah that's i guess the thought process mm. So comedy, no. <laughs> uh, what when rounding out? With so you're like, so what kind of dick jokes you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always thought it was interesting. I think I've said this on here before with other 
people who do comedy, but like, you know, I listened to, I've listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. He has yeah. a lot of comedians on there. Um, just what was amazing to me, even people that are at the highest level, like a Kevin Hart or a Chappelle or whoever, they're working on that show for a long time before you see that Netflix special, before you see them presenting it. Because we were talking beforehand, like not wanting to release jokes that aren't ready and stuff like that because you're working on timing you're working on delivery it's an art like it truly is an art i've listened in and fill me in on your processes you know they're going to places you're going to places to perform to see what works and what doesn't yeah a lot is it like that like yeah because you go i have this funny idea it's gonna be you think of it in your head you're like this is gonna be super funny this is really good i like this (laughs) it's gonna crush it yeah this is gonna crush bro this is gonna be like my number one joke now and then you get up on stage and you tell him like nothing. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably the one you didn't expect ends up being funny, right? Like, well, I mean, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, sometimes actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you guys laughed at that? Like, I thought that was kind of cheesy, but whatever. Like, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you just sometimes it's just really just working it out. You can have the idea, go on stage and tell the joke and it's not funny. But it doesn't mean the joke is bad. You just have to figure it out still. Mm. That's what I was saying before. It's like a... a like a Rubik's cube of figuring out what makes people giggle. You know what I mean? It's like, if you just say things in a certain way, it's yeah. I mean, that's what it is. You just have to figure out the pattern, the whatever it is, the misdirection, something they're not, you know, they're not going to expect a new way of thinking about a subject. Um, and sometimes it's just like a dick joke that you know will probably work. You're like, if you just say something about sex or something, people will laugh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to learn for sure. And again, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> yeah, well, you got me thinking. Yeah. <clears throat> like, there's this guy on uh, Insta, there are a few of them on Instagram. My buddy sends me this all the time. Like, you know, the world's so serious, chaos, chaos, everything going on. But there's these guys on Instagram, they have this fake fart machine. And they just go by people and hit the fart machine and act like they fart and seeing people. It's some of the funniest stuff I've ever yeah, yeah. seen. Super simple stuff. Like, like dick jokes, funny. fart yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As intellectual and as sophisticated we want to get talking that stuff will always make me laugh always. yeah dude if you randomly just went over here and like made a fart noise i'd be like what the fuck is that? like i would probably make me laugh like why like you're sitting there in a blazer and a turtleneck and you just do that like okay i wasn't expecting that at all someone gets hit in the nuts or something yeah 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 <laughs> just like okay all right i kind of get how you grew up now all right cool I yeah. that's humor. but that's the thing you like you don't know what people are gonna laugh at either you right. can say something super dark and they laugh so hard at it, or you can make the, like the goofiest, silly joke and they like that's what they like instead. So it's really like fun to figure it out and seeing um, what jokes make everybody laugh, what jokes only make some people laugh, which jokes don't make anybody laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and sometimes a joke will work. Like I, I'll have jokes that work all the time, and then I'll do uh, like a set in front of whoever, and just that crowd just doesn't want to hear it. And on those times, you're like, okay, well, I know this joke works. It just didn't work here. You got to figure out why. Was it them? Was it me? Was it my, like, was I just tired? Did I not care? Um, so, yeah, like I said, it's very interesting. And you get instant gratification, but when it doesn't work, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you're like, am I, why, what am I doing? Again, yeah. back, to, back to, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, when you, it's like you build up a tolerance. You mm. bomb. You do very terribly. That's not fun at all. Uh, but after a couple of times of doing it, you're like, all right, well, whatever. You get comfortable being uncomfortable. You're like, yeah, you're like, yeah. I know what this feels like. Are you like you have the very, the a very terrible bomb, and then the next bomb is not as bad. It's like, well, at least it wasn't like the other time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been a, 
an interesting and I guess exciting experience for me that's like not leaving me bored at all. Cause I could just, if I get bored, I just think of something else new that I want to do. So that's what I do now. I'm just sitting here. I got this idea. I'm going to write it down until I, until people are laughing at it. And then I'm like, cool, I have the satisfaction if I wrote this new thing that people are laughing at. And then I just go, okay, well now the next one. And now I'm like, not necessarily stressing, but I'm putting my focus on how do I make this work mm. instead of just sitting on like, oh, okay, well, I have this. I'm just going to keep telling this joke over and over and over and over. I'm like, all right, well, let me write a new one. So mm. uh, right now it's fun. And like I said, it's the the main thing I like to do right now. How many shows a week are you doing right now on average? Uh, it depends on on how many I like reach out to bookers and want to get booked and who I want to bring and stuff. But like as far as mics go, uh, I'm doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, you came from one right now, right? Yeah, I came from one before I came here. Yeah. Uh, it's again just trying to work stuff out. And when you're in front of people again, you're like, all right, this isn't gonna work. I know this ain't gonna work, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just try and figure it out. I'm doing a lot recently more than I have any other time uh, just because I don't know. I don't know what made me just want to like get really into it recently, but I've done like, I did 10 last week. Jeez. Yeah. And it doesn't feel tedious or like something like I have to do. Sometimes it does. Mm. Like when you haven't been, when I haven't been writing or putting the work in really and I go, man, I'm going to go to this mic and I'm going to bomb and I'm not going to get anything out of it. Or the mic sucks. There's nobody there. Um, yeah, just little things like that. But I found a couple of places I like. And so I just keep going back to those ones. Different people are there. <clears throat> and then I like perform. I take these jokes that I've been practicing. And if people are laughing at open mics, even if they're sort of like whatever, because most of them are comics in there, like, and they've already heard all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They heard it. They've heard different variations of it probably. So they're like, okay, yeah, hear it. Um, and if the, you get them to laugh, when you do it in front of actual people, it's going to be like 10 times higher. You, they're going to laugh way more because they're there. That's what they're there for. So, yeah, it's just very satisfying and fun. Yeah, man, I'm going to have to catch a show, man. Yeah, like, I got one on Friday. Do you do, you do uh, in the Valley and over in L.A., L.A. or both. everywhere? Yeah, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like whoever I reach out to um, and they want to book me, it's like, all right, well, it's stage time. Let me see how I do in this area. That's dope. Yeah. Man. Well, good for you for doing that. And I, I, I got a circle to, uh, you mentioned psychedelic center. Earlier. Well, I don't know if I was like going to build a center or something. I didn't know uh, what it was. I guess where, where, if you could maybe fill me in a little bit. So this is like, this is before I even moved out here. I got, uh, I went traveling. I went to Peru mm. and, uh, it's actually like a right around the Bhagavad Gita thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was getting into that and I was reading all these books and I forget which book it is that talks about uh, your third eye mm-hmm. right here. And they're like, your third eye is uh, the gateway to the soul. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I did start doing a little research on what that meant. And then it turns out your pineal gland is right here, mm-hmm. as you know, and it produces DMT every night you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it just, I just kept reading that it's like, this will show you truth. I was like, okay, well, whatever that is, I would like to know what it is. So I did the research on it and like how you get that to produce. You can get DMT or you can get um, ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And at the time it wasn't as popular as it is now. Like in LA, you can get it wherever, really. Um, 
there's like little shamans running around here giving it to people all the time. Uh, but at the time, like there wasn't many places to go and I didn't know where to go. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to where like the source of this thing is. So I went down to Peru and I went into like essentially down the Amazon, um, which is actually, it was really cool. Um, you saw like pink dolphins and pink like, dolphins. These, yeah. Or no, yeah, it was a, yeah, they were pink, pink dolphins and like exotic birds everywhere. We stayed in this little area with um, uh, just some of the indigenous people out there, and then uh, we did like hiking through little parts of the jungle, saw monkeys, this kind of thing. It was kind of sort of like an adventure kind of thing too. Uh, but then at the end, uh, we went to this island and we stayed there for probably like I don't know how many days, maybe seven days, and we did ayahuasca there, and. Uh, before I went, I was like, I don't want to go to Peru with like, I don't know Spanish or Portuguese or any of these different kinds of language, depending on where we're going to travel. Cause we weren't just going to go to Peru for this. We we're going to do other things. So I invited my buddy and I was like, Hey man, you want to come down to Peru and do ayahuasca? And he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, what's that? I was like, it's like probably like one of the most psych, uh, like potent psychedelics known to man. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. It's like, I'll go get, I'll go get fucked up. I'll go trip balls. And I was like, I don't think, he's like, I don't think it's going to go like that. He's like, nah, I'm going to trip balls. This is like a fun. big commitment, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let you, you're about to tell me. Cause like, yeah, it's like a multiple day thing, right? Like you just. Yeah. Yeah. We were down there for like 10 days. Um, like we went to Machu Picchu and stuff too. Um, but yeah, he was just like, yeah, all right, cool. I'll do it. I was like, sure. All right, cool. <laughs> And so, like, it was funny because after the first day that we took it, so yeah, I'm sorry, but he, like, so he has like no idea what. No, he has no concept. He's never of it. researched it. No, no, no I, nothing. You just tell him about. It. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I I did so much research. Like, I was like, I don't right. want to go down there and die. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna read books on <laughs> it. Funny. This that, and the other. Uh, and I did after I did. I was like, okay, well, cool. I I feel comfortable doing this. Um, and I'm gonna find a place that looks relatively safe to do it. And then I was just like, hey, man, you want to do it? He's like, yeah, for sure. I was like, yeah. He's like, what is that? And I was like, yeah, it's this. You'll find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's like, what is this? I was like, yeah, man, if you want, like, you could try mushrooms before. Just kind of, I mean, I don't even know what the thing is going to feel like, but this is like maybe a baby step to it. And that's actually funny, too, because I, I, he took before, I was like, hey, man, just to like show you, like, we could take some mushrooms. I was like, here. <laughs> I, and I, and I, cut, I split it up. Like, you take this part, I'm going to take the other part, all right? It's like, cool. And then I went in the other room to go do something. I come back and it's gone. And I was like, all right. I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, wait. Like, I don't, I don't, he has like, you took too much, man. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, you weren't supposed to do, you weren't supposed to eat all of it. Like half of that was supposed to be for me. And, uh, it lasted way too long. Cause he was going to, we were going to do this before we went to go to the airport not like close, but like enough time would pass by where we came down and it's fine. Uh, so he was super high going to the airport <laughs> and like he was paranoid the whole time. This is on the way to Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he just took too much of his life. He, like he just, you know what I mean? And so we're, <laughs> we're, we're driving and he keeps acting weird. And I'm like, what is your problem, man? And he's like, don't fuck it. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I, forgot. <laughs> I kept, and like we're in the airport. He keeps acting. was like, yo, what are you doing? And he's like, I was, I was like, oh yeah, my bad, I forgot. It's reasonable, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I keep forgetting. <laughs> and then I see him going through like security and he's acting so weird. And I'm again, I forget again, like what is wrong with you, dude? He's like, dude, I'm fucking freaking out, man. Like, I'm, fucking, I'm high on mushrooms right now. I'm walking through security. I feel like they can tell, you know, I was like, and it's just really funny. And then after a minute, I was like, we got in and then he sat down and he just kind of chilled. And I was like, all right, cool. 
Um, but the but the actual trip was really funny too, because like you know we're out here doing ayahuasca and stuff, and like I, I'll get into like I guess the experience of it. Um, but in between, that's not all we were doing. Like I said, so like we would have we would do an ayahuasca at night, and then in the day we'd go do something. And the tour guides were I'll say tour guides. Um, they were like just like very nonchalant about everything. It, it was interesting because. We're in like the Amazon, the, the river. It's like there's, it's plentiful. There's all kinds of fish and dolphins and like piranhas and stuff in there. And I was like, they wanted to go swim in it. And I was like, all right. I was like, all right, let's go. We could go. And the only thing I was worried about was this little hook, like microscopic hookworm that gets into your urethra. And you have Ooh. to like, I was terrified of that. So I was like, I wore like three pair of underwear, which is like a terror. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> Aren't there anacondas too? Aren't there anacondas doing that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't even thinking about it that far. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was out of sight, out of mind at that point. But um, we went to this area to go swim. And I'm like, are you sure? There's He's like, no, nah, there's nothing here. No, nothing, whatever, whatever. And everybody jumps in. I, I'm the last one off the boat. So I'm just going to see how this goes yeah. first. Yeah, let them go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. So after they're all in there for a minute, I'm like, all right, cool. I go swimming. It's actually really nice. We had a good time. And then the next day we come back. Cause he's, we're like, well, let's go fish. Let's go fish for some piranha. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, let's just say that we were swimming right over there. Mm -hmm. And then we come to fish right here. Mm -hmm. uh, and we throw our poles in and we're just immediately catching piranha. I was like, we were swimming with the, the with the fish. Cause we weren't far. It was maybe like 15, 20 feet oh away. God. He's like, ah, oh, they weren't there yesterday. Don't <laughs> worry about it. And like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks man. That was, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it was cool. During that, we caught piranha. There was a falcon up there watching, and he's like, "Watch this." We, he banged it on the side to like kill it or whatever. And then um, he threw up his hand like this. The falcon jumped off the tree, came down. He tossed it up, caught it, and then he just watched it. I was like, "That was pretty surreal." Whoa! Yeah, that was just like kind of cool to see. Um, that whole trip, there's a lot of surreal, weird things that happened. Like we were staying in this weird—I don't even know—the sort of a room like in with nets to keep like bugs and animals out of and there was no light so i had the flashlight and i went in to go like kind of lay down and chill for a minute and uh, the rooms were separated but like not all the way up top right, right? so it was open at the top you can hear like if any, anybody was talking you could hear and i hear something fly into the other room i'm in my net and i'm like what it sounded big and i was like oh. i was like this is weird but I just kind of stayed. I was like, maybe I'm not. It's like one of those things I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm not worried yeah. about it. Yeah. And then it flies over into my area, like on the other side. And I hear it breathing and it's heavy breathing. And I'm just like, I'm going to pretend this is not happening right now. And then I just keep hearing it breathing. And I just fucking, I run for the door. <laughs> I run. And I was like, I just don't go back to the room. I sleep in this area, this common area. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't want that to happen again, right? So. Did you ever find out what it was? No, I didn't go back. I'm not going to go back <laughs> to see whatever that thing was flying. And I was like, all right, I'm good. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I don't know. Where, where, where did you so then, go this? So then the actual ayahuasca experience, what was that like? Uh, oh, I'll tell, tell you my buddy's first experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious about yeah, your yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like the next after we did it. It's very intense, by the way. It's very intense. <clears throat> I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, so we, I go I go through the whole thing. And uh, the next day is really funny because, you know, everybody's like kind of coming out of whatever they went through. It's kind of a heavy experience. 
And the guy who's like, no, nah, I'm going to go trip balls. This is going to be whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm going to do it. I was like, it's not going to be like that. He's like, nah, it's fine. And he comes in and, and I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to one of the girls that like, we're just talking about what happened and what we went through or whatever. And he comes in and he's just like dead serious and he's not saying anything. And he just stands in the doorway and he's kind of looking at the ground and you know, and I'm looking at him like, what's up, man? He's like, well, what's going on? He's just like, I'm like, what's up? he's like, he's like, I get it. I go, what? I just get it. What do you get? Fucking everything. And he just sat down and he just started talking about what he went through. But like he had this big like breakthrough, you know what I mean? And he didn't like, didn't want to, he just wanted to go get high and have fun or whatever. And he's like, holy shit. I can't believe I just went through that. That is so insane. Um, and then we did it like four more times. <laughs> so did you, did you actually, I've heard that some like actually take part in the making of it. Did you guys help make it? No, 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 we didn't make it. Um, it was already pre-made the shamans and everything. We did four more times after that. Yeah. I think by the fourth one, I was like, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I like, it was, it was like, I'm all right. Experience uh, what you needed to experience. Yeah. It was, it's kind of exhausting too. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have purging at all? Like, yeah. Like, so the first time. I'll just go like brief because I, you know, we don't have to get super deep into it, I guess. Um, So the first night everybody's taking it and we're all laying there in the dark and then the shaman kind of starts singing. And the reason he sings these ikidos is for the vibrations, right? It changes Mm -hmm. what's going on in your head and what you're seeing rather. Um, And I hear everybody like going through there, like that you could hear them start. You know, there was a guy who we met like, for a week now, we've been talking to this guy and he's just been nonstop talking about how he did so many acid trips. He did this, that, and the other, just like, he was like a connoisseur or whatever. And I was like, okay, it actually got a little annoying at one point. I was like, dude, all right, talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was like one of the first people to like, it hit pretty hard and he's just laying there and we're in the dark and we're trying to be serious or whatever, like going around head. And he's just like, Oh boy. He's just like, Oh boy. And I was like, we were looking and he's just like, he just kept saying that. He's like, Oh boy, it's going to be okay. Everything is going to be. Oh, and we're in there. Like I start laughing. We just hear, we start laughing and like, I'm in my head. I'm like, he's just having a good time right now, man. I don't know what's happening there, but I was just like, all right. He's like, yeah. I was like, all right. And they had to go like, kind of check. I was like, you okay, man, just relax. Just breathe. It's okay. Uh, and I hear other the people. Most experienced. Yeah, yeah. He's like the first one to just blast off. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, and like we do, we take, we all t- each take our turn going up and drinking and everything. And I kind of skip the part where I go like when I initially first go up to it, and I and I I take it to you. I'm like, this is a very serious moment. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be re- super respectful. Yeah. And then I take a drink out of it. It's fucking disgusting. It tastes so bad. I almost like spit it out, but it's like, oh my God. Like I just kept it like in my mouth, but I almost spit it out. And I was like, oh my God. I just, I muscled it down and I got back and I was like, I immediately was feeling nauseated. <clears throat> and then I, I was just waiting. I hear everybody doing theirs. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so funny. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is not happening. Like it's just not happening. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, damn, man, like 30 minutes goes by, like nothing. I'm like, okay, cool. Because sometimes it doesn't affect everybody. Like there are people who just does nothing to. And I was like, all right, well, that sucks if that's the case. And then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just kind of like, you know, biding time, listening to other people doing their thing. And uh, after a minute, I kind of see this sort of color shoot off into the side over here. 
And I'm like, did I see that? Or am I like trying to see that? And then like maybe like 10 seconds later, I'm like, okay, th- yeah, I'm, I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to see anything. This is like happening now. And uh, my initial experience was like a lot of like, it was, it was kind of scary at first, but in my head, I already told myself like, none of this is like bad for you. Just keep going right. forward. It's not meant, it's, yeah, it's not bad. Just keep yeah. going. And after a minute you get into this space, it's just like super intense. If I start talking about it, you're going to be like, if you don't, if you're not partaking in anything sort of like this, you're like, this dude's he's just fucking high up his ass. Um, but yeah, you kind of see these things where you can't even, you wouldn't even imagine them like regularly. Like I wouldn't even thought to see this kind of thing and like the different meanings and it like, you know, it kind of does, it's like an ego death sort of, cause it'll show you the same thing over and over and over and over. And you'd be like, I get it. Like I get what you're doing here. And some people see like little guide, they call them guides or entities or whatever. Like sometimes people see fairies or whatever. Uh, I didn't see that. I saw, <laughs> I don't even know how I would describe him. It was like, um, have, did you ever play the game Zelda? Absolutely. Uh, Ocarina you, of Time. That was like for two summers straight. Like, was that the one with the little uh, guy, the little character on top of him where he turns into a wolf or whatever? Uh, There's one. He's like a little black uh like a ghost character i don't know what he Man, is actually I can't think but he has a big it. crown type thing on his head i think okay. but anyway he's just like that kind of figure with a big old cat or something on his head okay. not a hat but like it's almost like a crownish kind of thing um and that thing is just popping up here and there and it's that thing is like literally peeling apart reality and kind of looking at me and laughing and be like okay whoop, and then you just keep going and every once in a while he pops in i'm like all right i assume that's good i'm just gonna keep going with this yeah, yeah. but i did have like just i guess to shorten this up you know before i go on this long explanation of people being like what are you talking about um <laughs> that's great it's very helpful helpful for me like it kind of helped me look at myself in a third person perspective mm-hmm. and kind of take me out of myself a little bit and i actually started being like much nicer to people than I used to be because I was very closed off and like just not wanting to deal with other people. Right. So maybe that had part of my upbringing and all the stuff we talked about before where I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to deal with other people. I'm just going to, I know the people that I like, I like them and I'm good with that. Um, and so I could be like very closed off to other people. And if somebody did something that I didn't agree with, you would know, like, and probably not like a, a, understanding kind of way so in that sense it it helped me out a lot for that um and then yeah we just uh, once we got back from that place like after doing it four times we're like that was like such a heavy crazy experience and it's almost like you get in this mindset of like well everybody should be able to like go through something like this if they Mm -hmm. want to or if they're looking for whatever it is you know like that experience should be given to everybody if it's something that they want. Yeah. And so I was like, well, how can we do this? Cause I don't want to have to go to Peru every time I want to do this. Like that's too much travel time. All this like, so no. So we were like, okay, we found a shaman in Mexico and he was funny. He's a funny guy. Um, my, but I didn't know, he didn't know English. So my, I brought my buddy again and he's like, I'm just gonna, he's not talking about tripping balls anymore. He's like, yeah, okay, let's go. Like he, he understands what's happening. It. Yeah. I guess it. Yeah. And, um, he was just funny. That guy, he was like a, 
I don't know. He's just like, apparently he's just been doing it so long that he's just like kind of whatever about it. Mm-hmm. And so like, instead of singing the songs, he like pushed play on a jukebox. And we just <laughs> dude, dude, we were like, cause we were cracking jokes the whole time, the whole night. Like we should have been like in our own world, whatever. But was it just you and your buddy with him? Me and my buddy, I brought another friend too yeah. this time. Yeah. And he's like in the same kind of mindset of my other friend. So it was just funny. We were just like cracking jokes for like probably like an hour and a half just on what he was doing. Cause he kind of, it almost looked like the shaman fell asleep and he's like, Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna say the joke. Never <laughs> but we were just like cracking jokes the whole time, so it was very relaxed enough. Um, but yeah, we found a shaman that had medicine and the way he did it, we liked, and we we're like, well, why don't we just get people that we know to start like to come down here and do this? And I think this would just be like something really beneficial to a lot of people. And I didn't really care about making a ton of money or anything off of it, but I just wanted a like a place to go do it safely. Cause I think that was like the biggest concern. Like you want to go to Peru, people have like their, their, if they haven't traveled anywhere, their own ideas of what Peru is Mm -hmm. and if it's dangerous and this, that, and the other. So this is relatively close to the border. So you like, yeah, you take, you do a day trip, go down there, stay the night or whatever, maybe come back, go back to your regular life. Um, So that was the idea up until I was like, well, I can't protect anything that I do out there. So yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, it should be something that people should, if they want to, have access to, to do it safely and correctly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. With proper people there to help guide them through it and the aftercare and, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, nurses, like EMTs, like just watching us just in yeah, case. Um, yeah, just that whole, the everything protection about it. Like if something goes wrong, somebody freaks out, whatever, whatever the case is. Cause it's not for everybody. I remember people were, they took it and they were like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want this. I don't, nope, I'm not doing it again. And you like, nope. And like, as soon as they went, they're like, I want out of this. I was like, it doesn't work like that. I don't think yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you can stop. You're going to have to go through you're it. You're here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're going for the ride, whether you want to or no, not at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. There is no off button. Like you'll, you'll be done when it's done. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. The whole thing in the books and everything I've read before, it just made me feel like, I don't know. It just gave me like, again, this was like another thing that gave me another like outlook on the way I look at life and death and yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made things a little bit easier, I think, for me and the way I think about things, <clears throat> think about things. Um, and this just made me think about comedy again real fast. Um, probably like the most fulfilling thing I've ever done with comedy is, well, somebody in my life that I really cared about, they were like, essentially like a surrogate mother. She passed away a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to say something like I'm going to win at the, you know, the, um, was it the memorial? And I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to say something. I was like, so I thought about what I wanted to say, but I was like, I don't want to make this sad. I don't want to make this some like, you know, where people are crying or whatever. So I made it funny. And I got up in front of a room full of people. There was a lot of way more people than I expected mm-hmm. actually. And I made this whole group of people that were sad and crying about somebody passing. I made, I just made them start laughing mm. about, and that was like, probably like, I just went off and made them laugh like three, four times in a row, right in the beginning for like, mm. and I was like, that was so fulfilling for me to be able to change somebody's just whole state that they were in mm. that quickly. So I think that's like another reason why I'm like, oh, okay, this has like, I don't know. There's just something more to this than being like, oh, I'm going to be silly and tell dick jokes or whatever. Um, 
so yeah, I think that probably helped reinforce me keep doing to keep doing it. To help um, people heal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that joke of like laughter is the best medicine. Unless you kind of need actual medicine, then you should probably take that. You should probably take some medicine. You should probably take some actual medicine too, yes. If you're legitimately sick, take the medicine. Um, But yeah, yeah, the ayahuasca stuff, that's, I guess, more or less the story of that. And then just like some wacky things that happen there as well. Dude, no joke. This is legitimate. It's funny because I've cried twice now on the podcast. Orhun made me cry. Now you both are comedians, so it makes sense. But... That story of your buddy is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'll go trip boss. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll go. What is it? What does it do to you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy, the guy you were saying who's bragging about like, oh, yeah, I've yeah. done this all the time. He was the first one freaking Yeah, out. he's the one going the craziest. You're like, okay. <laughs> kind of worried me a little bit. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny, but no, it's, it was funny. Like we were literally, I was literally laughing. I was trying not to, but it was just so funny. I was like, he's having such a good time right now. Like I, he's just like going off. I was like, I was like happy for him. You know what I mean? And then the next day I talked about, he's like, dude, I was fucking freaking out, man. Like this shit. I was, he's like, I was going through this tunnel, like these faces and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I seen that too. He's like, oh, you did? I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I handled it a little bit different, but I mean, yeah, yeah. That that was another interesting about the ayahuasca stuff. Like we visit these areas and like there's a lot of common places that we've went and seen. So you're like, are we going to the same place? This sort of like same area. Um, but like not to get too deep into that again. But yeah, that was really interesting. And um there's different artists that have done very good uh I think Alex Gray is one of them. Oh yeah, I know of Alex Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a lot of psychedelic art. DMT. He's is that the one I believe I could have this wrong. He, uh, I, I don't know if it's him. He has a condition where his pineal gland, something like, is constantly going off. Oh, I did not know that. I could be wrong on that, but I, if you see the psychedelic artist, yeah, yeah, he's. A I want to say there's some. Again, don't quote me, but there's something where he like sees this like constantly. Yeah, that's why he. That that could be it for sure because yeah. some of his art is very. You're like, oh, I seen that. I, I've seen exactly what he drew and he drew it very well. And you're like, okay, that's okay. You know, that's it's cool, I guess, to have something you could pull out of that. Because as soon as you come out of it, no, actually, this is not true. I, I remember a lot of it. DMT by itself is much quicker and faster and it's way more intense. And you do kind of start forgetting that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a dream you just had, a real intense dream. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the, what happened? Like, holy shit, that was a lot. What what was going on? But uh, with ayahuasca, it seemed to last longer. And it was just a little bit more of a mellow ride, I guess. Um, And yeah, I don't know if you have any more questions on that, but. Yeah, no, I just thought that was a fascinating. Thank you for taking us through that journey. Was, <laughs> yeah. No, it's fascinating. What's fascinating too is like you went to the actual source of where it's at. Because something I've heard, again, you probably know way better than me, but. Yes, more and more of it's popping up in the United States, but I, you really got to be careful of who you do it with. It's set and setting, of course, but also yeah. who's leading it. I heard, a, I heard a story. I can't remember where I was listening to this to, but someone was leading a ceremony and they took it themselves, and oh. they freaked out and locked <laughs> themselves in the the leader. The leader leading the ceremony did it and freaked out and locked <laughs> themselves in the bathroom. 
And everyone's just, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think by going to the source. That's kind of funny, honestly. That's like a funny yeah. skit or something. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm going to just, the shaman is in the restroom screaming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there, there is a thing to that. The shaman even out there, he took it as well. I don't know if, how much he took, but that's right. what they do. Essentially, it's like, we're going to be there with you. But these people are probably way more experienced yeah, yeah, it's than kind some of, people that are trying to. That I think something. it's like, this is what they do with their life. Yeah. Like, that's what they're doing. Um. And yeah, like I said, the Ikados, they sing while they're on it, while they're doing it, while they're with you. It changes everything about what you're seeing. And you asked me if I purged the first night. <clears throat> the first night I didn't because in my head I was like, I don't want to waste it. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I want to keep it all in. I don't want to waste it. And I did have an intense experience. But the next night, it almost made me mm -hmm. throw up. Like the things it was showing me, I remember at one point I was seeing like very close-ups of these vines just twisting. And as soon as like the like sort of juices of it came out, I and I threw up. I just like all like I had a bucket, but it was just like everything was coming out. Mm. And as soon as that happened, I no longer felt um nauseated. Like it just amplified everything that much more. And after that, that's when I kind of blasted off. Mm, a, that was the second time. The first time, not so much. The second time, yes. It was almost purging what didn't need to be there anymore for you to go to that heightened state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, boom. All right, this, I get it. <laughs> I, get, I get what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But, wow. um, yeah, sorry. I keep harping on that. Um, yeah, that was just like, that was an intent. I did that a few years before I even came out here. Wow. And then it got, you know, it's pretty popular now. Like you were saying, yeah. That is any plans on doing it again? Uh, or is it one of those like, okay, I did that. I, I think it's more of like a calling. Like if you need yeah. it, you'd be like, yeah. okay, well, I want to do it. I need it. Um, I would do it again. Like I've had, I know people that want to do it again, like family members and some of the people I went with and like, I want to do it again. Like I would go with them to do it again. Um, but yeah, it's not something like I'm really thinking about. Like I'm not like, oh, I got to go do this. Like it's, a, it's I got to make it a plan to do it. Right. If it comes up and uh, maybe like later on, it will be something that I really want to do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving it open. So it's, yeah, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, I'm looking, we're about at that time. This has been a great conversation, man. Like this has been, uh, this, is, this is a treat. This is a treat. I, I felt we got to cover. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole bunch more we could catch up on, but we'll have to save that for, Another conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we can talk on the phone. Too. Yeah. Like, no, we have to wait for this. I'll see you in like two years. I only years. communicate with yeah, you yeah. through podcasts. I'll see you in two years. Don't worry about it. Like, hey, man. So the last time you're on the phone, what happened in the last two years? But uh, yeah, no, this what I, the story I told you happened like, I don't know how long ago, like seven, yeah. eight years ago. No, that's, dude, honestly, I'm not joking, man. Uh, uh, that's the thing about the podcast. Like, and look, we're doing the visual part. That's great. But I, I, I really look forward to those that are going to listen to it. Yeah. And get to listen to this story you told. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought, I think it's funny. Like, I don't know. It that's, is. That's, I mean, yeah, people would think it's funny. <laughs> I haven't told that story in a long time. I don't um, know if you're able to throw that into a comedy bit or whatever. I probably will. About your buddy, because that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of stuff I want to cover. I can cover that for sure. Um. So in the meantime... Where can people find you or follow you? Where should they go? Uh, just go to my Instagram. It's really the only thing I use. Josh underscore P-I-M. I don't really post a lot, honestly. I have like maybe as far as comedy goes, I'll post like where I'm going to be. Um, 
not really, I'm not really, maybe by this time, whenever this, I don't know when this comes out, but then maybe I'll post some more jokes, but it's not really like a super big priority of mine. Uh, but I do put where I'm going to be and like where you can come see me. So go there, hit the little link tree thing. And then usually there's like links to tickets. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I always give the guests the last word. You can be funny. It can be serious. It can be anything. Yeah. It can be a dick joke. <laughs> uh, just what? Just about what? What just, we just did? What, what note do you, uh, just anything you want to leave us on? A thought that's been on your yeah, mind? Sometimes you have to go out and trip balls. Yeah. Just go do it. Whatever it is you think of, you're like, don't even think about it. Just go. Go do it. Have fun. It might be a good experience. Or it might be a crazy ass one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That good enough? I don't know. I feel like I, no more. It's your last word. I'm not. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, Josh, thank you so much, my friend. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We won't wait as long next time to meet up and talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sounds thank good. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate this conversation. Sweet. It was fun. Thanks for checking out the Sam Dever podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you watch the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the Sam Dever podcast.